Welcome to Hive Mind. My name's Meg. I'm here with Eli. Hey, Eli. How are you? Good, Meg. How are you? I'm good. What have you been watching? I watched The Bear. What did you think? It's it's so good. Uh, it is stressful in the way the Uncut Gems is stressful. Yeah. <laughs> it just like... Nicer people, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely nicer people, and the stakes are much lower. Yeah, like Uncut Gems is like, is the world going to end? Like yeah. level of stress, yeah. and this is like, is the restaurant gonna make it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the performances are really good. It was not something I could binge, um, okay. because it w- it was just too stressful. Yeah. Um, but you know, a charming cast. Yeah. Um, I, I would recommend it to anybody who can stomach um, a lot of bad language, I guess. Yeah, the language is the caveat I give everyone because it's a lot of bad language. Like, they're restauranteurs in Chicago yeah. like, <laughs> who sell beef sandwiches in, like, Chicago. So yeah. the language is what you would expect, I think. Um, and it's stressful if you don't like people yelling. Mm-hmm. I want to try all of the food that they make. Right? Yep. That sandwich looked so good. Everything looked really good. Um, I also, I have worked, have you ever worked for in a restaurant? No. I was a busboy at a steakhouse when I was a teenager and it was giving me mild PTSD to watch them because really? I remember, I mean, this is, this show is like an extreme version of like stress, but like people yell, everybody is, everybody is like high strung, everybody is like sweaty and you just like feel so tired you know and like just watching episode after episode of this like restaurant dealing with these kind of high stress like customer orders in this like dive divey restaurant i was like yeah this that feels accurate to my teenage experience interesting yeah i thought um the way they had joel mcgill play the toxic executive chef Mm. Um, I feel like that's a culture that we've barely started talking about. We're yeah. going to get a lot more discussion about. And I think it's like an, a rampant issue in the culinary industry. Yeah. Okay. So they show this scene where this head chef is yelling at the protagonist of the show and like telling him like in his ear, like, you're nothing, you're a loser, like just the board. And when that scene ended, Skylar said, do you think that's accurate or is this hyperbolic? And I was like, I have no idea. I, I mean, I think it's hyperbolic in the way any entertainment is hyperbolic. But I think that a lot of executive chefs are egomaniacs mm-hmm. who are toxic. It's interesting. There's a show Chef's Table on Netflix. And they'll interview a lot of the staff who work with these chefs and be like, yeah, like he's a horrible person, Mm -hmm. but he makes the best food in the world. And it's like, well, okay, but he should not be a horrible person. Does he have to be a horrible person? Is there not a better way to communicate? Like, I think there's been this assumption for a long time that to get your line cooks, chefs, whatever, to do what you need to do, you just need to be awful to them. And it's like, it's probably not. True, and a lot of people have really traumatizing stories about working in kitchens. So yeah, I well, thought it was interesting the way it, it kind of tiptoed into that. Did Did you used to watch Hell's Kitchen? No, I I would watch it sometimes, and I mean it's the same kind of thing. Like Gordon Ramsay is like screaming yeah. at everybody, but I always just thought like, oh, maybe he's like he's just like that, or maybe he's just doing that for TV. But 
was that just that's just how it is? I think for some people that's just how it is. And the, what's interesting about the bear is the yelling in the kitchen is things like corners and can yeah. I get hands and heard like the in kinda, their kitchen. Yeah. yeah, like the kind of things was just like communicating how the kitchen works. I don't think it was meant to be like abusive. But I think in some kitchens, some chefs are abusive. It becomes abusive. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. OK, well, so that um, Skylar and I watched or have been watching Loot starring Maya. Ra- Maya. Oh, I started it. Um, what is her name? Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. <laughs> I was yeah. like Maya Randolph. A, a reindeer. Yeah. Um, it's an Apple TV show. It is like all Apple TV shows that like it's not that good, but Severance was pretty good. You, oh, that's true. I, I keep forgetting that that was Apple. Okay. It's like the morning show where it's like not that good, <laughs> but you just like keep watching the next episode. What I watched a couple episodes and I was like, this feels like a show I should like. But I don't yeah. know if I'm enjoying myself. The only reason why it works at all is Maya Rudolph is pretty funny. I feel like no one knows what to do with her. She's mm-hmm. so funny and she never gets a script that matches mm-hmm. her wit. What's her best role ever? The Good Place when she's the judge. That was that was a good role for her. And Bridesmaids. I mean, she was... but. She was the least funny part of Bridesmaids. I know. Like she was I underutilized. I mean, her Oprah on Saturday Night Live was always really funny. When she yeah. had Beyonce, it was always really funny. I mean, maybe Saturday Night Live is just like, that's just what she what is. she was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. But uh, so this show, Loot, it's, it's about, and it's kind of a weird time to be making a show like this, but it's about a billionaire woman. I think she's supposed to be a stand-in for Melinda Gates. Sure. Um, billionaire woman. Or Bezos. Mackenzie. Yeah, yeah. Whose whose husband has like, you know, run off with a much younger woman. And so now she's like trying to figure out what to do with her life. And she has a foundation that like she technically started, but she's been very checked out of. So now she's decided to get very involved in the foundation. And so it's about her and all of her staff at the foundation who are like now having to make room for the billionaire boss who's come in. Uh, It's a fine idea. Um, I think it's just charming enough that it's worth watching. Um, there have been a couple of clips where I've like legitimately laughed out loud, but Skylar described it as a background TV show. And yeah. I think that's because he, he's like, he's doing like mindless work and he's like, I just like having it on the background and I don't need to pay that much attention. There's not much plot to follow. And if you are paying attention, you're getting frustrated because yeah. there's not that much plot to follow and not <laughs> enough jokes. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, and then I'm just taking forever to finish the dropout. You're still watching I'm still <laughs> watching it. And it's not that I don't like I like it. Yeah. It's just that like I keep getting distracted with other things and then like a week will go by and I'll be like, oh, I'm still watching the dropout. I don't know what's ta- why why it's taking me so long. I mean, go at your own pace. It's not that know? long. Race. <laughs> I know. It's fine. I know. Fine. And well, I need to finish it soon because like all of the good TV is about to come out. Like what? The crown. Oh, what? We're like a couple months away from the crown. What? Yeah, it's like I thought it was 2023. No, because remember they skipped last year. We you didn't get a what? new season last Pandemic. year. Pandemic brain. Yeah. Um, I think it's coming out in October. This was my whole day just turned around. Mm-hmm. The Good Fight is about to start airing its final season. I'm very final excited about season. that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Season six, I think. Um, and then Survivor is about to come back for season 43. D- didn't a Survivor season just end? There are two a year, Meg. But it just ended. Um, it ended in May. That's not that long ago. It's July. Yeah, I know. How long are seasons? 
they so they they run a season. It usually starts about September ish, September, and then it ends in December. Then they go off for Christmas break, and then the new season comes back usually like February, and it goes until May, and that's like every year. So like year round, you're watching Survivor. It doesn't You've feel like it doesn't like feel a like school that. year. No, it feels like we watch Survivor for three months, and then we're off for three months, and then we watch it for three months, and we're off for three months. Okay. So the breaks feel very long, Meg. Okay. Okay. Quite long. Okay. Um, and then beyond that, just a lot of space TikTok. Space TikTok. The my, James Webb. Oh my gosh. Who's your favorite space guy on TikTok? Um, I don't think I have a favorite. Okay. Honestly, I I tweeted about this recently because so Skyler came home from a shift and he doesn't follow the news when he's working like long hours and so yeah. he lately hasn't been following it. And so I always have to download like here's what the news is right now. And so I told him about the Webb telescope and he was like, well, tell me everything. What have they discovered? And I kid you not, I, for the next 10 minutes, sounded like a six-year-old trying to explain what mommy and daddy do for work. Like, I was just like, I know I sound so stupid. And there is no excuse for this. I have consumed 200 hours of content on the Webb telescope. And the best explanation I can give is like, well, they can see really far away now because light travels at sure. a speed yeah and the telescope for some reason caught up to the light or something anyway they found galaxies <laughs> like it's just like so i'm like how do i not know more science than this well it's almost like your brain gets crowded you know yeah. there's too much and you start to lose it yeah 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 what have you been watching um there is a new season of what we do in the shadows which mm. we're watching on hulu okay. which is great hilarious television about vampires and their familiar Mm-hmm. Um, Guillermo, which is a, just a, a delightful show. Only Murders in the Building, season two. Okay. Have you been watching it? I have. And? I don't care much about the story. It's just kind of like a vibe. Okay. Are you watching it? I watched season one and I liked it fine, but I've had no motivation to start season two for some reason. For me, it's kind of like looking at a catalog. Like I like seeing what they're all wearing and I really like seeing their apartments and okay. I like feeling like it's like New York in the fall. Okay. I, I'm not paying very close attention to the story. It's kind of a phone show. Okay. Gotcha. Um, I saw Where the Crawdads Sing. And? Did you read the book? No, I. but I've seen that it's not getting very good reviews. Yeah. So the book, I liked the book. The book is polarizing. Some people love the book. Some people hate the book. I really liked parts of the book. Why is it polarizing? Um, Because I was talking to a friend about it last night, and I'll kind of steal her words. A lot of it is like this beautiful naturalist description of the marsh. This girl lives in the marsh, and she spends a lot of time with nature and the birds and the biodiversity. But it kind of turns into a Nicholas Sparks movie where there's mm. like a book where there's like a love tri- triangle and then there's like a murder trial. And so people either really like that part of it or they really like the naturalist part of it mm-hmm. and never the twain shall meet. So like mm. the movie really leaned into the Nicholas Sparks aspect of it. Okay. It was beautiful. They shot the marsh very well. She looks ridiculously nice with perfectly trimmed bangs for someone who's supposed to be living out in a marsh. It just wasn't like super realistically designed as a movie which maybe it was never meant to be, but it definitely, one of the arguments against the book was that it was chiclet, 
which I felt like was an injustice, but the movie really hmm. solidifies that. Okay. It makes it feel like it's just chick flick. Huh. So, where the crowd had to sing. I also went and saw Nope. Oh, yes. Which I think we want to talk about. Okay. Because there's a lot to talk about, and I want to save my thoughts for a whole episode because I have a whole bunch of them. Okay. But I will say I liked Nope. You did like it. I did like it. What was it. The, the last one we saw? Us. Was, us. Oof. I liked it a lot better than Us. Good. Um, it is space alien-y stuff. Will you be okay? Space alien. Yeah. Are you sure? Why do you think I wouldn't be? You're scared of them. Um, are they on Earth? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be real scary for me. Okay. It's going to be real scary. Did you find it scary? Not that part of it, but there's a part of it I found really scary. Oh. There's a subplot that's really scary. Okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I made you watch the rehearsal, Nathan mm-hmm. Fielder's new show on HBO Max. Did you watch Nathan for You? No. Okay. Were you familiar with what Nathan for You was? My, what I think it is, I will try to describe for you. He was hired to run marketing campaigns for businesses. And he would come up with really, really bizarre ideas for them to try. And then they would show them try it. Essentially, yeah. Okay, so like, for example. For example, there was a yogurt shop owner who wasn't getting a lot of business. And so he came, you know, the show would like promote that he had these this ability to come up with business ideas. And so he and this yogurt shop owner created a poop flavor, uh-huh. frozen yogurt. That actually became a hit okay. and did a lot of business for the yogurt. Why did shop. people want it? Want that? Because when you hear there's poop flavored frozen yogurt, you have to know. Were they gagging? Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> uh, he launched a fake Starbucks that actually did really well until Starbucks sued them and it like went up multiple chains of court. Um, Why did he start a fake one? Uh, because. Because there were star, I can't remember the details, something about Starbucks employees who were tired of working at Starbucks. Okay. Um, he would have minors buy alcohol and take their photo and put it on the shelf so they could come claim it when they were 21 years old. A convenience store owner wanted to get more business. And he's like, well, you should start selling alcohol to minors. And the deal was they could buy the alcohol, but they couldn't come get it until they were 21 years old. Uh Just like very like overly complicated business ideas. And because of the nature of the show, he found the weirdest people in America. Yeah. Just a whole bunch of weirdos. Okay. Like a ghost hunter realtor who needed to do exorcisms in the houses she was selling. Okay. And he is so deadpan. Yeah. The, the way he interacts with these people was deeply uncomfortable and deeply hilarious. He's an odd guy. He's a, he's an odd, and it's a character. He's doing a character? Yeah, if you listen to him on interviews, he's like a really funny guy. He's he's like that, but he's much more personable. 
Oh, so interesting. he's introverted and maybe a little weird, but yeah. I mean, who isn't? But he's like much funnier and much more gregarious uh-huh. in interviews. The rehearsal, his new show on HBO Max, is kind of taking Nathan for you to the next level because they have the budget. Mm-hmm. So like in the first episode, a man wants to tell his friend that he never got a master's degree. And he's been lying to her for 20 years. Been lying to her for 20 years about having received a master's degree. Nervous to have this conversation. So Very socially awkward guy. Socially awkward guy. Everybody is socially awkward in this. Yeah. He, Nathan sets up months of training for this guy. Replicates the bar where he goes with his friends. A perfect, like Hollywood level replication. Perfect replication. Yeah. Replicates his house. Hires an actor rehearses over and over and over how this has, conversation has that go. actor go and meet the woman that he's going to tell under false pretenses so that she can like pick up her mannerisms and figure out how she talks and communicates and then that actor practices being the person that he's going to have this conversation with it's the definition of overdoing it yes what do you think of the show um honestly it's entertaining it is entertaining to watch all of that i get really frustrated when I feel like we're wasting time. And so I'm like, this is so unnecessary. Like they don't need to build the restaurant for him to go have this conversation. They don't need to like rebuild his apartment or, you know, they don't need to have this woman like take on it. All of this is like so frustrating. If he's really that nervous about it, like just sit down and like practice saying what you want to say, you know, and like you don't need all of this. And so like there's a part of me that like felt frustrated with that. And then it's so, spoiler alert, anticlimactic that when he does tell her, she doesn't care. See, I didn't think that was anticlimactic. I think I cried. Really? I was like so happy for him. Because he tells her and she's like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And, and that's you're it. Like, and he had practiced paid off. all of these reactions, all of these reactions of her being mad and storming out and her, you know, all these different things. And she like, it was almost like she didn't even listen to the revelation. She's like, oh, huh, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Did you watch episode two? Meg, episode two, I don't know what happened in that. Okay, so we talked about episode one because I kind of wanted to give you, like, the people listening, kind of a taste for what the show is. Episode two is wild. Is completely wild. (laughs) It is, they found the weirdest man in America on accident Uh to be in this episode. The premise is that there is a woman who wants to be a mother, she thinks, but she doesn't really know if she's cut out to be a mother. And she's very Christian. Very Christian. So Nathan devises this plan to give her a taste of motherhood in like three months, right? Like she's going to raise a child from birth to um, adulthood within three months. And the way they're doing that is they're switching out. They hand her a newborn three hours later. They hand her a little older newborn, blah, 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 until like they're switching out babies every night to get a little bigger, a little bigger. So they've got like so many child actors that they're having come in and out. (laughs) Which isn't even like really what the episode is about. Yeah. What it's really about is that she feels like she doesn't want to do this alone without a husband. So she is aggressively on dating apps trying to find someone to co-parent with her. During these three months. During these three months. And she finds a man <laughs> who she thinks is a good match. Uh-huh. Who tells everyone he knows that he wrecked his scion going 100 miles per hour and he is upright miracle status alive today. Uh-huh. He's obsessed with numbers. Uh-huh. Weirdest guy. Yep. She's into it. Yep. 
she invites him to come co-parent with her. He's kind of into it. He's more into the idea of sleeping with her. Yeah. Kind of into the idea. And then Nathan Fielder goes to this guy's apartment mm-hmm. to pick him up and bring him to the house. Eli, tell us what happens in that apartment. He he finds out that this guy has a roommate. And so they go in and they just have these. I honestly felt like somebody was going to be murdered. Like it felt so uneasy. But they're in this apartment and he's watching the interactions with the the roommate and the guy who's in the show and the guy who's in the show go like loses his temper and is screaming about Jesus to the roommate. It is so weird, Meg. It's <laughs> extremely weird and extremely and, funny. And then he starts smoking pot. And then he says, I'm going to drive. Yeah. And he, Nathan says, there's no license plate on your car. Yes. Can you drive? And uh-huh. he says, yeah, of course. Cut to Nathan driving him back to the house. And you can tell at this point, there were a couple times in Nathan for You where Nathan broke character, uh-huh. where he like just couldn't yeah. handle how weird someone was being. And this was like one of those moments where he was like, you cannot drive I'm this driving. car. Yeah. Like you could tell he was like, I don't, I can't believe this is happening on my own show. Yeah. <laughs> this is wild. Uh-huh. Goes back to the house. And now Nathan goes back to the house looking like he has lost his own innocence. Because this woman thinks that this man is like a very normal, calm man because they had like a finish date. Yeah. And he claims to be very Christian as well. Yeah. But they're, but Nathan experiences all this like fighting in the apartment and the smoking pot and the guy saying he's going to go sleep with her. And then he drives him back and walks into the house. And you can just tell that <laughs> he's doing this calculus where he's like, what is my obligation here? So they have this robot baby that cries anytime they're monitoring a real baby, which is like a whole other thing. They've hired this hilarious man to mimic when the robot baby cries based on when a real baby cries. So the baby keeps crying during the night and it's this guy's responsibility to go get the baby after like the third cry. Yeah. Guy's like, I'm I'm out. out. Mm -hmm. I'm packing up. I'm leaving. Yeah. He's out and she's like, what do you mean? Uh-huh. And he's like, I got to get a good night's sleep. And we're all like, why? So you can smoke more pot tomorrow? <laughs> uh-huh. So you can drive your scion around? Mm-hmm. He leaves and Nathan decides he wants to learn how to be a parent because guess how old Nathan is? 38. How? Oh, yeah, yeah. My same age. Which I almost, yeah, I didn't care for. Yeah. And so he wants to be part of the experiment. And is this... This is an act, right? Like, he's just like, well, might as well do this now. So that's kind of the thing about Nathan for You is you never really know. There's an episode of Nathan for You called Finding Francis where you're like, I think this is a joke, but I cannot be sure. Uh He might actually be sincere about this. Okay. He might actually want to experience what it's like having children. Okay. And I think there's like a little of both. I think he knows it'd be funny. And I think he actually wants to be a part of the experiment. Right. Okay. So he calls all of the child actors, parents, gets their permission, gets permission from the woman who you can tell is like, okay, I guess you're my best option at this point. Yeah. Dating's not working out. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. How did you feel watching this? So confused. At, like, how... How, how how did she even have the time and energy to sign up for this? I assume they paid her. Yeah. Yeah, I assume they gave her like a stipend. I mean, would you do it? No. <laughs> but I'm not one of these people. That's the thing. You're like, how are they finding these people? 
It's incredible. It's incredible. They it, 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 both. It, I only watched episodes one and two. It, it, there's a third though, right? Today, third one premieres. Oh, today. okay, yeah. So I just saw those two episodes. Then um, everybody is weird. Everyone yeah. that they interact with is weird. Yeah. And I mean, I guess how would you do what he's trying to do with people who are more stable? I mean, I know they have to sign a bunch of releases, you know, yeah. they're like consent to being on television. Cause part of me is like, should I feel bad for these people? But like, I don't feel bad for Scion guy. Like, no. In fact, his brother tweeted, um, now you guys know why I don't talk to my brother. Really? After that episode aired. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't feel bad that this guy was exposed for being kind of a creep. Yeah. I don't feel like the woman's really being exploited. Like, I don't think she's looking. I think she's kind of weird, but. But she knows what she is and that's what she wants to be. Yeah. 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 And I think Nathan makes himself look the weirdest in most episodes on purpose. And I think it's really the smart move Mm. because he looks weird compared to the weirdos. Well, so the first episode was the ending was really, really interesting because at the very end, Nathan sits down with the guy who is going to practice having the conversation, who practiced having the conversation about his master's degree. And they did it over bar trivia. And this guy takes bar trivia very seriously. And Nathan essentially rigged the bar trivia so that this guy would win so that he wouldn't be stressed. Which was so funny. Yeah. He set up all these actors along the street to just start dropping information that he knew would be included in the trivia night. Yeah. So he he basically rigged trivia night so that this guy would win. And so at the end of the episode, Nathan admits like, hey, I did this just to help you so that you wouldn't be stressed in this conversation. And the guy gets pissed. And no, that's the actor. Huh? Okay. Did I get confused? Yeah, because there's Nathan hires an actor. There's a, another level to the first episode because Nathan says, I'm not good with people. So I hired an actor to prepare me to have a conversation with this guy who wants to have a conversation with his friend about not having a master's degree. So I practiced all my conversations yeah. with that guy with an actor first. So the guy he's admitting that to at the end is the actor oh. who's pretending to react that way and he never told the guy. I got pretty distracted. The I was knitting. Uh, so I, I was learned. just like listening to it and I was just like, why is this guy so mad about the trivia yeah, thing? Yeah, it was the actor. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Will you continue watching? Is episode three going to pick up from episode two? Yeah. I mean, I kind of want to see where it's going. I don't know. It's, it's, this is a show that if you had not seen and I came across it, I would probably text you and be like, I found your show. Mm -hmm. Like, I I know, I know that this is your kind of show. Yeah. I don't know if it's mine. I think I like weirdos more than you do. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is my show more than your show. But yeah. will, will you... You have a bigger heart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what it I is. I think I'll probably watch episode three. Okay. I think I need a. F- I think I need some closure on the Christian baby thing. Well, yeah, I think that. Uh, I think that's how they get you. <laughs> anyway, the rehearsal, it's um, evidence of what HBO Max can do when it wants to. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week. We're going to talk about Nope because Eli is going to go see it. Nope. Uh, yes. <laughs> Talk to you later.